Welcome to the Legacy Church Rome podcast. We're grateful you're tuning in today. For more information, visit our website, LegacyRome.com. We hope today's message empowers and encourages you. These last few weeks, we have been in a series called The Sacred Season. And over these uh, weeks, we have been defining our pursuit for this year. We've been defining what, what it's going to be. And we have been realigning our priorities. And this year, we as a church, we are making a statement that we will not give God our leftovers this year. I said, we will not give God our leftovers this year, but we're giving God our first, amen? And we have been reading Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. But today, as I close out this series, as we close out this series, we, we are going to make a declaration today. We're making a declaration to this year that we are going to put God first and that God is going to be in control. We're not going to control it, but God is going to control it. Because how many of you know everything works out for the good when God is in control? Romans 8.31 reminds us that if God is for us, who can be against us? So today we are letting the devil know that God is going to get our first and that whatever he is planning for us uh, tomorrow, whatever he's planning for us next month, whatever he's planning for us in March, devil, guess what? We are declaring in January that it will not prosper. No matter what he's conjuring up for us this summer, July, August, September, guess what? We are going ahead and we are letting that those things know that we are more than conquerors through him that has loved us. And today we are sending this year an advance notice that God is our number one and we will not stop and we will not quit because God is our priority this year. Can I get about 50 people to agree with me today? So right now, let's begin to pray. Lord, we love you today, and we give you honor and glory and praise. Lord, we thank you for the presence that has been in this place this morning. God, I thank you. Just want to say thank you, oh God, for this room is full of people today that are hungry for more of you. They're hungry to see your face, oh God. And I believe, Lord, that as your people gather, you will meet us at that need. So I ask right now, God, over these people today, may, may their hearts be in tune with you. May their ears be open. May their eyes focus on you this morning. And we'll give you all glory and honor and praise. And the church said amen today. Amen and amen. Today is going to be just a little different for those of you who are uh, regular attenders and for those of you who are first-time guests. Today is going to be just a little different than our normal Message. I am preaching somewhat of an abbreviated word today because at the end of this service, we're going to end uh, with communion. And after communion, we're going into a time of prayer for your family. So during communion, I will give you the notice when to move forward to come with communion. But also, 
I wanted all of our kids to be in here for the prayer. So whenever we, whenever I give uh, the word to come forward for communion, if one parent would walk out to the foyer, and we're going to have your kids ready to come in and be a part of that in service, they will sit, and you can go back to your seat once you get your kid and your communion, and uh, we will go through with communion, and then we're going to have like an old school prayer line, okay? We're going to touch and agree with you. Uh, If you don't want to participate in that, you don't have to, so don't leave right now because you're scared. Don't worry about it. Nobody is going to make you. If they do make you, you get their name, and I'll see, and you you come to me afterwards, and I will set them straight, okay? Uh, But uh, we we want to touch and agree with you today because today is a day of consecrating. It's It's a day when we are dedicating this year to the Lord for you and your family. And we've been talking about first fruits these last few weeks and what 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 is the first fruit? What is that first fruit offering? The Bible is very clear in that God should be your top priority. God should be your top priority. The first of the 10 commandments is that thou shalt have no other god before him. It, it, is, it is important to him that he is your top priority. And when God tells us to put him first, it is not because he is insecure. It is not because he needs an ego boost. It is not because he's in need of validation. But he wants you to put him first because you can only stay in the image that he created you in if you put him first. And he wants you to walk in his image and talk in his image and live in his image. And you can only do that by putting him first. It is an invitation for you to experience who he really is and what he can really do for you and your family in your life this year. In biblical times, as you've heard me say, they were functioning on a Hebraic agricultural calendar. We today, we are operating on a Gregorian fiscal calendar. That is why whenever you read about their first fruits, they were literally bringing the fruits of the earth. That is why whenever we give our first fruits, we are giving fiscal gifts. Last week I talked about their first fruits and what those mean for us today. Some Jewish writings refer to these as the seven species. I would encourage you to write down that term, the seven species, and you can You can study that throughout this week. It's really fascinating. We learned last week about the wheat and the barley. They would bring two loaves of bread and they would literally wave them in the air as an offering. That is why we raise our hands today. It is is an offering to the Lord. We are giving him our worship. The first loaf they would raise up and the first loaf represented Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, the God that has provided for me. And as they were raising up that first loaf, they were giving thanks for what they could see. They were giving thanks because they had proof around them that God had made a way, that God had provided for them. They were giving thanks for what they could measure. They were giving an offering to God for what he had done for them, for what he had provided for them, for what they could count and measure. For us today, we can look around and say, thank you, God, for my house. Thank you, God, that I have a 
a car. Thank God for heat this morning. Thank God that I have clothes on my back. Thank God that I have uh, food on my table. They were giving an offering for things that they can measure. Then they would get the second loaf. For the first loaf was thanks for what they could see. But the second loaf was giving thanks for things that they could not measure yet. Things that they could not see. Because they were saying, not only are you Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides, but you are also the second loaf, El Shaddai. El Shaddai means more than enough. Because God, not only am I praising you for what I can see in January, I am praising you in advance for the things that I don't even know that you're working on. Lord, right now, Lord, in January, we're going to take a moment and say, God, I know you're going to provide for me because, because of who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh. But right now in January, I'm raising both loaves up because I'm declaring you will be El Shaddai for me this year. You're going to do more than I can imagine. You're going to open doors that I didn't even know that were there to open. You're going to close the wrong door. You're going to put the right people in front of me. You're going to move the wrong people out of my path this year because you are El Shaddai. God, I'm not only praising you for what I can see, but I'm thanking you in advance because as we give this year, we are declaring that you are not only Jehovah Jireh, but this year you are El Shaddai over my life. Amen. Amen. I want you to get this because all the other crops that are listed, they were not ripe yet. They were not in season. And they would have to literally go out and pull up the seed, pull up the little roots that were trying to grab hold of the soil so it could burst forth from the ground and produce fruit. They would literally go and pull these out of the ground because it was not seasoned yet. It was like a prophetic declaration. They were declaring, I cannot see it yet, but I know, God, that you're going to do it for me. The, the, the next thing they would get was the honey. It represents the sweetness of God. When we give this year, when we make him our first this year, we are declaring that we will repro uh, that they, that we will experience the sweetness of God in our lives. Next was the pomegranate. Remember me talking about pomegranate last week. It represents fertility and righteousness of God. And when we give this year, when we make him our first priority this year, we are declaring that we will reproduce the righteousness of God to a broken world out there. Then there was the grape that was mentioned. It represents joy. Uh, and, and as we give our first fruit this year, we are declaring that the joy of the Lord is going to be our strength this year. We are declaring that the joy over uh, the joy of the Lord all over this year, because last year may have been stressful, but this year I'm declaring is going to be joy, unspeakable joy. Last year I may have lost some sleep. Last year I may have been anxious, but this year, guess what? I'm not going to lose sleep over relationships this year. I'm not going to lose sleep over my job this year. I'm not going to lose sleep over lost children this year because this year I'm declaring over Legacy Church. I am, I am praying that every Sunday this is the most joyful place that you've walked in all week long and I'm declaring we're going to walk in joy this year. 
Next was figs. Figs figs represent safety through divine provision. And as God, as we put God first this year, I'm declaring safety over your home, safety over your family, because God is providing it for you. And lastly, it was the olive. Olive is symbolic of the anointing, the oil. Because as we put God first this year, as we pursue him first this year, we are going to have fresh anointing on this year. Amen? Now, you need to get this because I realize when people hear pastors and churches talking about giving, talking about giving first, whether it's time or, or, or talents or finances, whatever it is, I realize that a lot of people go crazy because you got to understand that this word is not a prosperity teaching. But it is the word of the Lord. And I said it last week that seeking God first is not about getting, it is about becoming. It's not about I'm giving because I want to get more. But it's giving myself, my talent, my first fruits so I can be more like him. Because you cannot buy God with money, but you honor him with your finances. You can't buy God with money. But a way that he has, a tool that he has given us to honor him is through finances, through our first fruit. Giving first fruit is sacred. Has money been uh, abused in organizations? Yes. Is there people in this room that you've abused your personal finances? Yes. But we will not allow others' misrepresentation of God keep us from representing God. I said this year we will not allow others' misrepresentation of God Keep us from representing God. We will not let somebody else's shortfalls or shortcomings or sins keep us from honoring God this year. King Hezekiah become, becomes king of Israel in 2 Chronicles 29. And the first fruit feast had been abandoned, done away with. Not only had the kings before Hezekiah done away with first fruits, giving God their first, they also desecrated the temple. And as they're desecrating the temple, they introduced idol worship to a nation. Did you get the order? They abandoned the first fruit. They abandoned putting God first. They did away with giving God the first. They stopped making God the priority. And when they did... The temple became desecrated and idols moved in and started being the focus of worship. And in 2 Chronicles 29 verse 3, it said, In the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of this desecrated house and repaired them. Then he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them in the east square and said to them, Hear me, Levites, now sanctify yourself. Sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers and carry out the rubbish from the holy place. This year, God wants to clean your house. I said this year, God wants to clean your spiritual house. He wants to get under your spiritual bed. If I came to your house right now and I looked under your bed, exactly. 
Like, no, 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 pastor. God wants to clean your spiritual house this year. He wants to get under your bed. He wants to get in your closet. He wants to get in the corners. He wants to clean your spiritual house. And in verse 7 it said, they have also shut the doors. Somebody say, shut the doors. They put out the lamps. Somebody say, put out the lamps. In other words, they had ran out of oil. There was no power left in the tabernacle. They have not burned incense. They have no burnt offerings in the holy place of God of Israel. They were not giving their first. In verse 31, then Hezekiah answered and said, Now that you have consecrated yourselves to the Lord, come near and bring sacrifices. Bring offerings to the house of the Lord. So the assembly brought in sacrifices and thank offerings. And as many as were of a willing heart brought burnt offerings. Get this, verse 35. So the service of the house of the Lord was set in order. When they brought back God first, the church got back in order. When they brought back, I'm giving God my first. It said that the house got back in order. When you make God first this year, get this, you will drive out the idols that you've let in your life. You say, but I don't have idols. Whatever you spend more time with than God is an idol in your life. Not only do you move the idols, you open the doors so that God can operate in your life. You operate in his power. You, you turn the lamps back on that the enemy has snuffed out. And you set your year in order. What does first fruit mean for me and my family this year? What does first fruit mean for me and my family this year? I want you to get this. Because God allowed the following events, get this, to all happen on the same date in history. The same date that he instructed first fruits. Bands, you can help me up. Get this. The date is Nisan 17 on the Hebrew calendar. Write it down. N-I-S-A-N. Not Nisan. <laughs> Nisan 17. That is the same date as Hezekiah cleaned the temple. That means when you put God first this year, it will be a year of cleansing for you and your family. Also, get this. On the same day in the Hebrew calendar, Noah's ark rested on Mount Ararat in Genesis on Nisan 17. Isn't that amazing? The word Ararat means the curse is reversed. So this year, I'm declaring that when you give God your first, when you make Him your priority, you are reversing the curse 
of the enemy. Whenever you say, no, 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 God is my first this year. Everything that Satan has planned for you, God is already turning it around because it is said it is finished, it is done. This day in January, it is finished, it is done. I have made him first in my life. Also, the Red Sea parted. Israel crossed over. Nisan 17. When we give God our first fruit this year, this is what it means. When we make him our priority, we are declaring that God is our way maker this year. We are declaring that I, you know what? I know it's not going to be a bunch of roses. I know there's going to be some mountains in front of me. I know that the devil's going to throw some loops, but I declare that whenever that, I declare that whenever that, um, the that the sea is in front of me. God, I declare that you are the way maker. You can part the waters this year. You can level the mountains this year. You can break the chains this year. When I feel like I can't go on, God, you're going to be my way maker this year. Get this. They're climbing the steps of the ancient temple on the Psalm 17. They have their bread. They have their first fruit. They're believing God for a supernatural move, a supernatural year. They're carrying out the tradition that was set before them in the Old Testament. And not only did they have the bread and the fruit, but Leviticus 23, 12 told them, on the day that you waved the sheaf, a couple of weeks ago I preached about the sheaf, the first fruit. On the Psalm 17, he said, you shall offer a male lamb, a year old, without blemish, as a burnt offering to the Lord. And as they're climbing the steps of the temple on the Psalm 17, guess what? It's also the same day in history that Jesus is being resurrected from the dead. See, the Jews got their bread that day. But the bread of life got up out of the tomb and claimed victory over death, hell, and the grave. On the Psalm 17, they got their lamb, but the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world started defying death that day and was the greatest first fruit offering ever. God participated in first fruit to show you the significance. You need to write this down. 1 Corinthians 15, 20 says, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. Whew. Jesus was the offering of the Father for the sin of the world. Why? Because God so loved the world that he gave. You were his priority, so he gave an offering for you. He gave his first fruit for you to set the structure for the rest of your life. Make me first. Give me your first. 
And I declare that as we give this year, it's going to resurrect some things. It's bringing life into some things that others have declared dead. And I declare that as the world says, you know, God doesn't move like that anymore. I declare that as the world says that miracles are dead, that signs and wonders are dead, that revival is dead, I declare at Legacy Church that as we make him our priority, he's going to resurrect a revival spirit. There's about to be some miracles. I declare there's about to be some empty wheelchairs. There's about to be some homosexuals coming clean. There's about to be some mentally disturbed, rededicating their life. Why? Because the world said it couldn't happen. But I declare God is about to resurrect some things that the world said cannot happen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you this Sunday at Legacy Church.